0: matt mosley show continues on from one legend to another uh we uh, nate newton on with us to start the show today uh, i've been real excited about this too uh john jacus now joining us the associate head coach for baylor men's basketball john it is uh, very fun to have you on today uh you know you are you spent your formative years a lot of your time in chicago does that make you from an nfl standpoint were you a big chicago bears fan
1: yeah how you doing matt thanks for having Good. me and uh yeah i grew up a bears fan uh one of the greatest memories of my young life was 85 bears and uh that meant a bunch to me as a kid i think it was nine or ten at the time but um we love the bears my father all the way through it's a big deal for us and when i can watch on sunday that's who
0: i watch so i you know just talking to nate you know his nickname he was the kitchen you had the fridge and they were sort of cut from the same cloth just two larger than life uh gentlemen and um it was uh it was back at a time, you know, now it's it's you, you see people play at, at 310, 320, 320 pounds. Uh, John, back in that day, that was a different animal. You know, to see Nate playing at 320 and the coaches would be all over him. Um, it, it's just, it's now we see people carry that kind of weight around. Back when we were kids, John, they just didn't, that was you didn't see it very often. So when you saw a Larry Allen or a Nate Newton or a Refrigerator Perry, they stood out. They were they were giants among you know sort of normal uh, offensive linemen at the time.
1: Yeah, I didn't know we were going to go down this road with the NBA draft coming up this week. But I can tell you this: the the Refrigerator <laughs> Perry uh, was one of my favorites. And I remember the moment that Dick put him in the backfield for the first time. So you're uh, talking about people, people losing their mind because somebody over 300 pounds is run around being a good athlete. Uh, you, you take that one step farther with what Dick did, putting him in the backfield. And, uh, he scored the touchdown and not just in the regular season, but in the Super Bowl when the bears won, I think 46, 10 against the, the Patriots. So even you look at some of our guys on the court, the way they carry weight and they can run and jump, it's it's remarkable. So clearly, athletes are getting better as time goes on. I know some people have a hard time saying that out loud. I, I had no issue saying that how how tall our guys are better athletes than than we were. Uh, but the carrying weight thing's a big deal. But I'll, I'll never forget the, the refrigerator Perry touchdown, let alone the one in, in the Super Bowl.
0: Well, I won't ask you to to wrap a stanza of the Super Bowl shuffle for us. But I, I do you know, think... I had
1: it on VHS tape. That was <laughs> a big part. I had it memorized. And, uh, yeah, listen, uh, this, you're speaking my love language right here. So uh, my two <sighs> favorite Bears ever are Walter Payton and Mike Singletary. And Singletary's uh, a Baylor guy. So, yeah, um, but, yeah, that was my childhood for sure. And I'm a big, big
0: fan of that samurai mike you can imagine what Amen. posters i had yeah i had, oh, I had the uh, speak- same poster yeah I, I had, uh, you had it's uh, of course iron mike Ditka. then you had samurai mike and then i had a vinnie johnson poster and he had that uh muscle shirt on and that thing that that uh the the you know the the temperature gauge and it said the microwave on it i mean those nba posters back in the day were so great i had i had larry legend of course uh with him kind of like on a pedestal or something but uh yeah jake john i i would imagine our our uh, childhood bedrooms were very similar <laughs> with <laughs> with now i was a jordan guy too i mean i had i had all the jordan stuff well, seem like, it seems like you liked everybody
1: it seems like you you liked everybody i don't know how you could like <laughs> bad boy pistons and michael jordan in the same breath but i'll I'll let you have that one, I guess. Cool. But yeah, Vinnie's my, my a... kids don't even know what a poster is. <laughs> it was a big deal to have sports posters on the wall. My kids don't even know what that is now. Everything's on their cell phone. So, yeah. Uh, but that was a big memory you yeah, had going to the store and, and getting a poster of an athlete. And nowadays, you know, you would you would see somebody dunk on somebody like Kendall Brown or Jeremy dunk on somebody, and you're like, well, that would have been a poster when I was a kid. Now it's just this. This gift that plays over and over on Twitter or Instagram. So uh, things have certainly, certainly changed. But yeah, back, yeah. In the day, back in our day, posters were a big, big deal.
0: John Jake is associate Baylor uh, head coach joining us on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Well, we we will get. You know I'd get there eventually. Uh, to the NBA draft and uh, so exciting coming up. You know how what what's it like when you've coached some of these guys you've seen guys drafted over the years do you do you do you get kind of almost nervous for them what is that like for somebody that's poured so much into these players especially some of these guys like sohan who has the european background that's that's one of your specialties in your career what's that what's it like is it just sort of pride that you feel do you feel some nervousness kind of waiting to see where they're going to go? The, 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 as we're getting close to the draft, what what kind of goes through your mind?
1: Yeah, I mean, the first thing that goes through our mind is, one, I think we're really thankful they chose Baylor because uh, you know their talent really provides a special thing for our program. And so you're really humbled that they chose to do life with you. And uh, when they commit to you as an athlete, it's more than just, and choosing to uh, play here. It's a lifelong commitment. You're going to be at their wedding. You're going to be there when they have kids. And these guys will be people that will be uh, part of our lives for decades. And this is just one of those steps in the, in, in that. Now, I, I don't know if you'd make that being drafted bigger than their wedding, but some people may, some people may not, but the moment of them waiting you get nervous, you know, you're nervous for them because you know, they're going to go. So you feel safe in that. Like I know Jeremy's going to be a first round pick. You feel safe in that. But as they sit there, it's just this long wait. And then in one second, the the biggest dream of their young life comes true and uh, you can throw the money out and all that, all that is special. But when they go from nervous to realization to celebration, uh, I just, Think you're so humbled that you get to be part of that process, but certainly I'll be nervous until they call both Jeremy and Kendall's names. I think we all will, and then was, this peace will come, and then the celebration comes after. But they've earned this; it's a long time coming, and to be there will be a special thing.
0: Okay, let's start with Jeremy. Uh, what do you, what do you think when you kind of have watched him go from being like the start of the season? Oh, maybe you know this guy would have a chance to go in the second round or something like that to a a bona fide lottery contender, lottery pick type uh, player. First of all, did the development happen even quicker than you thought it would be? And 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 what is it about Jeremy's game you think that uh, makes him so appealing? You know, I, I read all the mock drafts. I know the defensive what he can do in defending all his position positions makes him uh, extremely valuable, but. I, I, I'm just sort of curious. As you've watched his process, did it did it happen even a little quicker than than you anticipated?
1: Yeah, I think first off, you got to give Scott some credit. He makes us work like we're an NBA team. And even in our recruiting process, I think people make mistakes, and recruiting services and people that rank players are off. And I mean, one recruiting service had Jeremy 113th, I believe. And when you're six nine and you switch like that, and you can dribble and pass the way he does, and you can defend, and he's so versatile. And you watch the NBA Finals, and everything in basketball is just trending towards his versatility. When you're six nine with that versatility, it's almost like people miss the boat a little bit, and Scott, and the kind of research and homework uh, we do, I think we're not surprised. We knew this was coming. And the ranking and what people thought of him prior to him getting here didn't matter to us. We knew he was an NBA player. I think the pace at which it happened kind of surprised, but it's almost like he was born at the perfect time. You know, if this was 10 years ago, maybe they would have said, go back to school and work on being a small forward. And now they just don't care. The positionlessness of Jeremy is just perfect for today's game. So they'll take him at 18, 19 years old, and they'll do the development themselves. And then you add who he is as a person, I think that's probably what you're talking about when you're referring to what you read based on his interview and draft process. He's been a home run in his interviews. And I think as people get a sense of his maturity and basketball IQ, they become more and more settled that if you are 6'9 and that versatile and you're a good person and your mind and your basketball IQ is as strong as his, and it's it's less of a risk to go with a 19-year-old. And um, I just think that's where he's at. I think we got lucky in in what we found on him prior to him coming here. Maybe he's a little ahead of schedule, but I just think the way basketball is trending, he's right on time.
0: See, I think people, we never hold people accountable uh, these days. You know, like if somebody had Jeremy Sohan – hundred and thirteenth. Like during the draft, they should be called out. You know, <laughs> here, here, here's the yeah, service. I who I don't, I don't think that's
1: necessarily the road I was going down. <laughs> I think I was more complimenting Scott in that moment and yes. and highlighting that if you can if you can find versatility and switchability on the defensive end, and then, yeah. and then they can play a positionless game on the offensive end. It's simpler than people make it out to be. And when you see it, you know it. And uh, with with Jeremy, you see it. And you've seen it since he was 16. He won MVP of the FIBA U16s. And usually that's a good sign. Guys that are winning MVP of the FIBA U16s are trending towards NBA players. and And he's certainly one of those.
0: Yeah, of course, my mind went somewhere petty, okay, and I hope that didn't shock you. Uh, <laughs> that I know that's not not your intention, but I just went ahead and took it there. Now uh, I, uh, we'll uh, we're we're talking to, uh, oh man, I, the the guy that's become the Baylor associate head coach, along with Coach Brooks, John Jakus, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Um, and by the way, before I get to Kendall, I I thought that was really cool. Y'all have made Juneteenth. A big priority. Waco has a great parade. It's always been something uh, celebrated and commemorated in Waco. I think more of the country, thank goodness, is finding out more. It's now a federal holiday. Uh, John, that was a that's always cool to to see you and Scott and others uh, players uh, taking part in things like that. What was what was uh, what what has that been like? The Juneteenth. Uh, and were you like me growing up uh, in public schools i i did we did not we heard of juneteenth but i can't say we knew a lot about it uh did did you just learn more about it here in the last couple of years or have you kind of always known what it was
1: no just in the to be honest just in the last couple of years and growing up in the midwest in a public school it's not something that uh was taught uh, i've learned that texas is been more at the heart of that for a longer period of time, and more than anything, I've seen that the heart of our own players have made this a priority, and I just think it's really cool the way we can flesh that out and support that with the parade. The parade in Waco was great; uh, they do a good job. It, it was really kind and important for us to be part of that, and I think Scott's leadership and, and just ahead of schedule and and great, and the, the whole joy model of him. It just expressed with Juneteenth also, and uh, even on Monday we didn't practice. We shut it down. The guys had a day off. The athletic department honors Juneteenth. And it's becoming more and more of a holiday. But at the end of the day, it's it's not a holiday. It's just making sure that we remind people what's important and that the equality of people matters. And uh, our guys, as they get more and more into social media and the fame comes to them sooner, they get these opportunities to use their platform to light to things and so when they do that you're just really proud of them and you're happy to support it
0: well it's a it's a really cool thing and and uh, i think the program takes a lead in getting that out there social media and other other ways now uh talking to john Jacobs about kendall brown another player now kendall is really interesting because there have been times he's been uh listed on these mock drafts and 22nd there's been times he's not listed at all in the first round um so i think i I really think there's a pretty wide area where he could go uh john having you know observed him and coached him and been up close with him for so long what what do you think why do you think there's such unknown and maybe a little more volatility with with uh kendall's uh, draft status than, than perhaps Jeremy's.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't totally understand that portion when it comes to Kendall. He just turned 19 a few weeks ago. He's an athletic freak. He's six eight and uh, switches just as effectively as Jeremy does. And I think the youth and the upside and the versatility fits in this game just the way it, it ought to. And I think Kendall's a first-round draft pick. I think he's a first-round kid. I think he has first-round character. And I think in two or three years from now, people are going to realize that whether he has the ball in his hands or not, he affects the game. And you can see centers like Jokic or you see 6'8 guys like Doncic or LeBron or uh you know, Kawhi Leonard ended up being point guards. And the guys around him have to either be shooters or slashers. And it's the way the spacing around the stars uh, has changed towards role players. They need to be specialists. And if you're going to measure specialists in this draft, I don't think you're going to find a better cutter. And I don't think you're going to find a more efficient transition player. So he doesn't need to be a star today, but he's going to be a pro for a long time. And he fits the modern game, and in our minds and hearts, 100%, we think he's worthy of the first-round pick, and we're hoping on Thursday that comes to fruition.
0: All right, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be so fun to watch. How's everybody uh, fitting in? I'm, I'm seeing pictures of, of players. Jalen Bridges was at that Baylor camp that you all had, and uh, uh, a lot of those kids. I mean, how that's got to be the coolest thing in the world. I used to go to Grant Taft football camp. And look what it did for me. <laughs> I, became, I became a broadcaster. But still, I, as a kid, what a tremendous opportunity. And, you know, Jalen, new to Waco, new to the program, he was mic'd up and, and he was having fun. And, I mean, just a- already seems to be fitting in extremely well. How, how has that been watching the, the new players come in and, and sort of inter- integrate them into your your culture and what you guys are all about?
1: Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, for me personally, June is one of my favorite months of the year. I know in life everybody wants to do things fast, and I know people have us in the top ten or the top five, and we're hoping for Final Fours and national championships, but you got to build a foundation first. And June's about camp and serving kids. It's about doing service projects. about player development. It's about taking a chance to just work on yourself and get better. And in some ways, we just kind of live in our practice gym and uh, see how deep our friendships can get. And then when you stack a little basketball on top of that, that's the foundation for the success for your upcoming year. And our new guys have been unbelievable. We're still waiting on Josh to get here, but Caleb and Jalen and Dan have, have really fit in. And they're better people than they are players. And so when you're as talented as people think that we are this early, and you know your kids are that good, you end up being in a good mood all the time because there's no losing in June. There's just getting better. So I think we've loved our month. We, we love June. We're looking forward to going to Canada, representing the USA here in a few weeks. It'll give us a chance to play Italy, Canada, and Brazil and some friendly games and uh, a chance to get better. And then we'll come back in July, and Coach Charlie will get us in the weight room and make us great. But this, this June has been great for us. and The kids are um, – I'm telling you, much better people than they are even players, and they're really good
0: players. All right, you got everybody's uh, passport updated and everything. I uh, uh, is it will shock you to know that I've run into passport issues and and have been expediting <laughs> things at the last minute. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But does everybody? I mean, you have one of the great passports of all time with all your international travels, so I don't worry about your passport. But there's always that one guy. That you've got to you've got to get that passport done at the last minute, and uh, and John, I am that guy. Just so you just so you know.
1: Well, for better or worse, I think we have four of you on our team, maybe five.
0: So
1: <laughs> uh, obviously, my passport's up to date, and I think I got an extra fifty to hundred pages in it for the extra stamps. And that's been good to us and our recruiting. But I can tell you this: Coach Ad is in charge of the passports and the visas, and uh, I, he's got a nice. You know, full head of hair. He's a nice, happy guy, but I can—he's probably pulling some hair out trying to get these four or five passports and visas here on time. So, <laughs> I, I try to stay out of that one; it would do nothing but cause me stress. I think I'll just stick to coaching and recruiting. But he's the one carrying the brunt of that. But apparently, we have four or five Matt Mosleys on our team when it comes to the passport being on time. So, I'll give you that little nugget.
0: All right. Well, I—I I know who can do it in a hurry because I have been down that road. So have A.D. reach have out to me. Friends. I think we have <laughs> the same friends. <laughs> John, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, it's going to be uh, – you all have a great time, and, and hopefully the Baylor family can kind of keep up with what you all are doing via social media. I don't know if any of the games will be available. Um, you know, we'd all purchase it if you all put it somewhere. But just keep us posted. You are not as as big a social media guy – is Coach Brooks and Coach Drew and others. So I, you know, I may need you to do it offline, okay? But we want to, yeah, yeah. we want to know what you guys are up to, so we can follow you.
1: Yeah, I think DK's got that under control, but I believe there will be links for the games and
0: good chance to get
1: some summer basketball into your system.
0: Okay, all right, but but no, it's not too late in your life to start put posting stuff to Instagram all the time, okay? Don't rule it out. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I think there's a batch of coaches that just don't. Isn't Coach Aranda not like so much on social media? I think he can. I think he can do it both ways. So uh, I don't know if you're going to convince me to do it the other way, but I appreciate the effort. Uh, and it, it's it's certainly something you need to have with recruiting because you just need to stay with the direct okay. messages with the recruits. But yeah. I'm going to leave that to you and then we're going to just okay. keep moving forward, I think.
0: <laughs> by, by the way, my top recruit is now, it's like the ACC, rolled out of bed and realized, you know, one of the greatest guards in the country. So I've got my eye on that. But uh, anyway, that's uh, okay. that, that's not, we can't discuss that publicly, but just know uh, I am, uh, I'm taking care of business on my end, all right?
1: All right, well, we're going to take care of business on our end
0: too, I think. <laughs> i love it i love it hey thanks coach really appreciate it
1: yeah no problem have a great day i appreciate you having me and supporting the guys especially with the draft thank you very much
0: you bet john jakus There. He-